0: Before going into tonight's story, I thought I'd just take a moment to paint a picture. I want you to close your eyes. Take a deep breath. I want you to imagine a black woman born during the 50s. And she's being raised in one of America's most racially segregated towns. This woman is molested during most of her childhood. At 14 years old, she's raped by her 19-year-old cousin. At 14 years old, she, she gives birth. And she experiences the grief of losing a baby. That woman is Oprah. Yes, I'm talking about America's first black female billionaire. I'm talking about the most recognizable face on television. I'm talking about one of the most effective philanthropists. Oprah isn't just a talk show host. She's a brand and everyone wants to meet her. I want you to consider how someone who's experienced an immense amount of hardship an extreme amount of emotional and physical abuse during the most formative period of their life. How that same person has achieved everything that Oprah's achieved. I mean, today she's got her own television network, OWN, the Oprah Winfrey network. Her series, Super Soul Sundays, is followed by your favorite journalists, influencers, life coaches, and celebrities. It's church for those into self-development. But Oprah's success isn't built around hot air. She's a prolific interviewer. She's earned her stripes as a news anchor. She's interviewed presidents. She's interviewed members of the KKK, the Ku Klux Klan. Her achievements stretch far and wide. Just to go through a few of them, she's been awarded a Presidential Medal of Freedom. She has honorary doctorate degrees at both Duke and Harvard University. She has something like 18 Emmy Awards, she has a Peabody Award, a Tony and a Humanitarian Award. But her route to success wasn't that straightforward. We're going to go on a journey to see how Oprah navigated through different challenges in her life. In fact, one of the biggest failures in her career ended up being a blessing in disguise. One thing we've all grown to love about Oprah is her authenticity and her empathy. Oprah didn't begin her career on TV. In fact, she started her career as a radio show co-host. But it wasn't long before her charisma and natural ability to connect with her audience that she caught the attention of a local TV station in Baltimore. Baltimore was her big break. At only 21 years old, she became a reporter and a co-anchor for a news television program. Shortly after, Oprah was demoted. She was deemed to be too emotional, not objective enough. They stopped short of firing her though because they didn't want to pay out her $25,000 salary. So instead, they put Oprah on a struggling TV show. She graciously accepted And months later, the rating for that talk show went through the roof. She turned a failure and a failing TV show into success. The very thing that got Oprah fired, her empathy, was the same thing that transformed the show. Her ability to empathize and connect with guests at a deep level essentially allowed Oprah to build a loyal following. People Are Talking, the name of the show, became a local hit. And it's all thanks to Oprah. Now let's fast forward to 1984. She's moved to a morning talk show called AM Chicago. Once again, you guessed it, Oprah was a smash hit. And the show's ratings went through the roof. A year later, Oprah featured on the big screen. She played in Spielberg's Oscar-nominated movie, The Color Purple. She was nominated for both an Academy Award and a golden globe. Quick side note for those of you that don't know, The Color Purple's this great book. It's by an author called Alice Walker. It's about a 14-year-old girl in rural Georgia that writes letters to God to manage the pain of her father's abusive behavior. I'm guessing it's not a coincidence that Oprah was cast for the movie. Anyway, back to Oprah's career. AM Chicago was such a hit that they decided to rename the show The Oprah Winfrey Show. At that point, Oprah became part of people's evening routines. Families would fight over the remote to watch Oprah. So what's her secret? It's her ability to tackle important and sensitive topics with compassion and grace. It's her infectious energy. It's her crystal clear sense of purpose. It's her desire to be in service of others. Some call it The Oprah effect. Whatever Oprah touches turns into gold. People want to be associated with her. She's got this unique blend of quality, rigor, consistency, and more importantly, integrity. 25 years later, and Oprah had another challenge. This time she decided to start her own network but the thing is having your own television network is completely different to just having your own tv show in 2011 she made the bold decision to launch own the oprah winfrey network it would replace the discovery health channel and the thing is oprah would have to think about what her viewers wanted to watch outside of her tv show Today, Owen is doing okay. At the time, the ratings fluctuated and she struggled to find the right programs. And today, it's probably around 60 or 70 in the rankings for networks. However, her show has remained a standout success. And one thing that hasn't changed is Oprah's generosity. In fact, she's known for giving back especially to her audience members. We all remember this moment.
1: In the audience, now listen to me carefully, is being given a special package and I don't want you to open it. Do not open it.
0: We all know that moment. We all recognize that moment. In fact, it's that moment that has been memed to death. The you get a car meme. It was at that moment that all 267 audience members screamed when they received the keys to a brand new Pontiac G6 sedan. But her popularity isn't about gift giving. It's her iconic interviews. In 1993, Oprah managed to do what no other talk show host or professional journalist could do. And that was lift the veil on Michael Jackson's personal life. She managed to get him to open up about his complex relationship with his father and the reasons behind his plastic surgery. The King of Pop actually invited Oprah to his Neverland ranch. He agreed to an exclusive tell all interview. Over 35 million people tuned in. And even today it remains one of the most watched interviews in television history. And then there's Whitney Houston, who comes clean about her drug addiction. And then there's Mike Tyson, the world's most feared boxer, who opened up about his time in prison. And then there's Lance Armstrong, the seven-time winner of the Tour de France. And he makes an admission that destroyed his career. Yet he chose to make that admission on Oprah's show. He shared his darkest secret. All of his achievements were a lie because he doped his way to victory. And then there's the interview with Ellen DeGeneres. And that interview was watched by 42 million people. It was the same period that Ellen received a lot of abuse after coming out as a lesbian during one of her comedy specials. These are watershed moments in television history. And what's interesting about these moments is they all happened on Oprah's show. I want you to take a moment to reflect on why some of the wealthiest and most famous people would share such intimate details about their life on the most watched television program. It's because Oprah makes them feel safe and she makes them feel understood. Those viewing figures aren't an accident. Oprah has an ability to make you feel like you're the only person in the room. What makes her so successful as an interviewer, as a journalist, as a TV show host, as a conversationalist, as a therapist in some ways, is the very thing that made her a bad news reporter. She was seen as being too emotional, not sticking to facts. People wanted a dry piece to camera. They didn't want someone who cried over sad stories. They wanted someone who could coldly and objectively scoop up the facts and then deliver them in a timely and succinct manner. And that wasn't Oprah. That's what got her fired from her news reporter job. And yet if she had just internalized that and listened to that information, she wouldn't be where she is now. What's interesting is moving her to a TV show, a TV show with very poor ratings, was a demotion. And yet she found another purpose. A purpose to be in service of others. A purpose to use her skills to connect with others. And she managed to take a struggling product and flip it on its head. And I want you to think, what are areas of your life where you've been rejected or denied? Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's a job at work. Maybe it's a new town. Are there things about that situation that you can flip and turn to your advantage? Does that door slamming in your face open your eyes to see another opportunity? Oprah is a complex character and her story is too complex to condense in 20 minutes. But I'm going to share some lessons from her journey that I think we could all benefit from. Number one, don't waste time envying others. Instead, focus on how to leverage your unique talents to serve them.
1: And the reason we're all so messed up is because you're looking at everybody else's talent and wishing you had some of their talent. All the energy that you spend thinking about, wishing about, being jealous of, envious of anybody else is energy that you're not only putting out that's gonna come back to you negatively, but you're taking that away from you. All your energy should be forced on, what do I have to offer? What do I have to give? How can I be used in service?
0: Two, life's about service.
1: Because Dr. King's message of not everybody can be famous but everybody can be great because greatness is determined by service. And there is not a job in here that you can do that you don't switch the paradigm to service and not make that job more fulfilling. I don't care what the job is. If you say I'm a singer, I'm a dancer, I'm an artist, I'm a teacher, I'm a nurse, I'm a doctor, I'm a janitor, I'm a, I'm a clerk. I'm a, if you say, if I look at this from how do I use this in service? To something bigger than myself it no longer becomes a job it becomes an offering to the world and that is why you're here and when you can line up with whatever that is line up with that and all you have to do is keep asking the question and ask the question in purity not in when's it gonna come
0: three vulnerability requires strength
1: the reason why i was number one for 25 years is because i figured out early on There is no story anybody has ever heard that somebody else hasn't experienced. Nothing. And I also figured out, probably maybe the first or second year, that all pain is the same. That a mother in Somalia feels the same way as a mother in Seattle when she loses her child. And the common denominator in the human experience is our emotions and our feelings. And the more vulnerable and open you are willing to be with your story, the more actual understanding you create with other people and the more powerful you become. People don't think less of you for sharing your story. They think more of you for having the courage to share it.
0: Number four, learn to listen to your intuition. Oprah calls it your emotional GPS. Number five, the difficult and challenging things that happen in our life are often there to teach us a lesson, embrace those things.
1: There is not one thing that has ever happened to you. Not one experience, not one encounter, not one crisis, not one joyful thing that hasn't happened just to make you better and help you rise.
0: For the final lesson, I'm going to leave you with this. Gratitude. Here's something practical you can do. Keep a gratitude journal. Every day I want you to write three to five things that you're grateful for. They can be the simplest things. Now for some of you I know you're probably thinking I've heard this advice in countless YouTube videos. I've heard this advice in loads of self-development books. I've heard this advice from friends that quite frankly think they're more enlightened than they actually are. But the thing is, when you focus on what you have, you'll be able to spot new opportunities and see through difficult times. You'll make sure you don't leave it too late. We often don't know what we have until we lose it. That might be a great job opportunity. That might be a relationship we've fought really hard for. That might be friends and family. Enjoy what you have while you still can never take anything for granted, especially your health. If you enjoyed this episode, share it. If you have an idea for how I can improve things, or you want to leave some feedback, then get in touch. I'll leave my details below in the episode description. And I'm trying to leverage the power of storytelling to inspire, to inform, and innovate. Let's see what happens with this podcast. But I essentially want to create a community. And I'm in the process of building something that I think could solve a problem. I'd like to give a shout out to a friend of mine who has their own startup. And they encouraged me to go back and think about whether my problem actually needs solving. And so I'm going to take a bit of a break from the big idea that I had and have what they call in the world of startups customer conversations so i can define the problem and truly understand what it is that you all need until then i'll keep digging and sharing stories and interviewing interesting people with different worldviews and perspectives and dreams and ambitions because it's stories that help us drive change it's stories that inspire us It's stories that inform us. It's stories that help us innovate. Until next time, thank you for listening.